In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As Christians, we are quick to throw the word faith around. We often reference it in our Christian education classes. We seek to cultivate it in ourselves, and we are told to cling to it in times of struggle. Especially in the South, faith is often on display in restaurants as people bow their heads in prayer, before sporting events as teams huddle together, and the word is even splashed across signs that hang on the walls of homes. Notions of faith are everywhere. But do we really know what it means? Is faith equivalent to going to church? Or is it a set of beliefs, intellectual and spiritual, that we hold to be true? Is it something entirely different? Within the Bible, there are a plethora of references to faith. For instance, the author of Hebrews famously states, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Paul in 2 Corinthians states, For we live by faith, not by sight. Going further, Jesus praised followers for their faith as the agent of their healing. In fact, just nine verses after where our passage ends today, Jesus says to a healed leper, Get up and go. Your faith has made you well. Given the power and importance of faith, it is no wonder that our disciples this morning want more of it, and they ask Jesus to increase it. Even for us, the desire for God to increase our faith, to build it up within us so that we can face whatever the world has thrown at us, feels like a very reasonable and most likely common request of God. What I want Jesus to say in response to these disciples' request is, yes, of course, how big do you want your faith to be? The size of an elephant? You got it. Unfortunately, though, what we hear from Jesus does not sound anything like the enthusiastic response that I crave. Instead of increasing their faith, Jesus praises faith as small as a mustard seed, an object which measures about one-eighth of an inch. And then he goes on to explore the topic of faith by giving a somewhat problematic example of a slaveholder who, rather than inviting his slave to sit and rest and eat after a long day's work, demands that slave to make him food and serve him. Now, for a community who professes the importance of loving God, loving neighbor, and loving self, these words can be particularly challenging. The obvious issue of slavery cannot be overlooked. It forces us to ponder what we are to do with this problematic text and what, if anything, this text has to do with faith. Now, while I would love to spend an hour talking about all of the challenges present in this text, I won't. But what I will say 
is that it is important to remember that this passage, this problematic text, is set within the same gospel which proclaims God as one who brings down the powerful from their thrones, lifts up the lowly, fills the hungry with good things, and sends the rich away empty. These words spring forth from the same mouth who says he came to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free. So while these are disturbing words, and we cannot ignore the damaging legacy of them, I do think that there is evidence to suggest that this passage is less an endorsement of slavery and more a revelation of the nature and function of faith, especially given that this passage stands between Jesus' command to forgive one's enemies over and over and over again, as he does just before our passage picks up this morning. So he stands, this passage stands in between that command and then Jesus's praise of the leper's faith, which served to make him well. But Jesus's vision of faith is a bit different than the definitions presented in our modern day dictionaries. Rather than focusing on a faith as something that is intellectual and spiritual, Jesus here presents faith as something that is embodied and lived something that is done, as something that grows within us as we live more and more into it. Have any of you ever watched a mustard seed or any seed really grow from a seed into a plant or a tree or a bush? So if you get on YouTube, you can actually watch it from the side. (laughs) So you can see what's happening below the ground and also what's happening above the ground. And it's fascinating. So this little itty-bitty thing, about the eighth of an inch big, is sown into the darkness of soil. And hour after hour, day after day, as it soaks up the water and the nutrients around it, little tendrils and roots begin to spring out of this seed and into the ground all around it. While one tendril carves a path straight down, others fan out on either side, and still another grows straight up out of the ground, where it meets the sun, and it bears the fruit it was created to bear. And I think that the faith inside of us, no matter how small, can do much the same. Buried deep within us, in the dark soil of our beings, God sowed a seed of faith, from which, just as with the mustard seed, Roots and tendrils spring forth and carve paths throughout our bodies and our souls and into our minds and into our hearts. But just like the mustard seed, it needs nutrients and water to grow. And that is where I think our passage comes in today. We are called as followers of Christ to embody and live our faith, to do the work that we have been given to do, just as a servant, the slave, in our passage did this morning. Except we are called to do the work of our just and loving God.
the work of forgiveness and reconciliation, the work of striving for justice and peace, the work of returning again and again to this community of prayer and sacrament. And while we are doing this, we are called to live as if the gospel is actually true. Not true as something that happens in our minds, not true as something that happened in the past but really has no bearing on our day-to-day -day life, but something that is actually true right here and right now. And what I mean by this is that we are called to live as if we are beloved children of God while we are brushing our teeth and making our coffee and eating dinner. We are called to live as if all things can be restored and reconciled while we are mad at or in conflict with our friends and loved ones and neighbors and even our enemies. We are called to live as if the justice and peace of God are actually being made manifest right now, even when the world breaks our hearts and we cannot seem to fall asleep at night. We are called to live as if the resurrection of the body is true, even in our pain, in our sickness, in our suffering, and in our grief. As we live this life, as we live our faith, feeding it the light and the water and the nutrients of this holy community we have created and continue to create together, we can learn that faith is not something that only resides in our hearts and in our minds, but it is something that lives and grows and springs forth from our bodies through our work, just as surely as a seed springs forth from the ground. So let the words that we have read today, the prayers that we will speak, the smiles that we will share, and the bread and the wine which we will consume Nourish your body and your soul. Let it nourish your faith so that you can go out to do the work that you have been given to do and live the life, live the faith that was planted in the very core of your being by the God who is the source and giver of all faith. Amen.